When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs. So you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This week on Jordan and Jake. The cars were slamming their brakes. And like, because <laughs> it's just, he's not, no, it's not real. You know who it is. Yep. And like, they would roll down the window and you'd hear him shack. And he just waved to everybody. And there was wreck, almost wrecks constantly in front of my house. The Observer had a picture of me, Jake. Ball high and tight. <laughs> One chin strap undone, and I'm cutting back in for open. It's like the greatest picture of my career. It was at the end of the game when we were going to lose. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, hey, Panther world. Welcome to, I think, week 10 of the NFL season, which means it's week 10 of the Jordan and Jake podcast. And as always, I'm Jordan Gross calling in from... Our home in Idaho and Jake DeLome on the other end from somewhere in Louisiana near a horse, I'm assuming. Jake, what's going on? You know, Jordan, your assumption is correct. <laughs> are you on a You're... horse currently? Are you are you no, racing a horse? No. It has been By many a... years. It's been many years since I have <laughs> gotten on a horse. Um, what? But you no, never get the actually... bug? Do you, you ever get the bug no. to get on there and race that thing? Man, you're so into it. Yeah. Listen, when I was five, I wanted to be like some type of like big time jockey. And I used to literally, I had a (laughs) jockey helmet, I had goggles, I had a whip, and I used to straddle the the couch. I'm not joking. And I used to straddle the couch in the house. And I used to ride the couch and whip it. And when I made too much noise, my mom would kick me outside. And I would ride my bicycle up and down the drive and I would whip my bike like I'm riding in a horse race. And that is the <laughs> honest to God's truth. And I did so what that over and over and over and over again. So where, what went wrong from age five till now? It never came to fruition. What tell me, I think th- what I think you're, you're too big, first of all. Yeah, right. The weight, the weight was going to be an issue very early on. Um, and so. I knew I would never be a jockey, but man, I used to ride the heck out of the couch in my little bicycle when I was young. What is the ideal size for a jockey these days? It's all weight related, buddy. So 
if a jockey could weigh about 116 to 115 uh, pounds, somewhere around there, uh, and not have to worry about their weight, that is the ideal weight. So now, I would yeah, yeah, fifth grade, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to be a jockey any longer because I was fifth. right at that 115 in fifth grade. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I I was. <laughs> yeah, no, I was probably about sixth, seventh grade, but. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna make it myself. That's what you should be for Halloween. Remember, we were talking about Halloween a couple shows ago. It's like your ninth favorite holiday. But next year, you should go as a jockey just to relive it and just whip the hell out of some stuff, Jake. That's that would be pretty do. good. I, I do remember a few years back, Shaquille O'Neal during the Kentucky Derby. There was some <laughs> something they were promoting, and he was in a jockey's outfit next to oh. some other regular jockeys, and they reached him mid thigh he's got to be the weight of three and a half jockeys i saw him i i saw him in person one time at the super bowl when panthers versus broncos i was sideline guy so i was going from the field up the press box elevator to and you know at the super bowl it's like everywhere's packed every force packed the, the the elevator was quite full it opens up at like sweet level and shaquille o'neal is standing right at the door first one to get on my god jake i'm not a small person but he <laughs> he made me feel like a jockey he filled the entire elevator doorway and, uh, and all i could do is i just said sorry shack there's no room <laughs> and the door shut right in front of him <laughs> now awesome. okay okay just imagine banging against him for a basketball oh, do you no, recall the time we played basketball with Julius Peppers, Deshaun Foster, Steve Smith, the captains. We went to uh, Mr. Richardson's uh, lake house and we yes, played a little I basketball. Re I yeah. recall. And I remember saying to myself, you know, here's Julius, all 6'6", 280, 290 of him. And he's throwing us around like rag dolls and Shaquille O'Neal would tower over him. I just couldn't imagine. Well, my good buddy – Mike uh, Mike Doliak, who played at Utah yes. as a seven footer, and then was a journeyman in the or in the NBA. He was with Shaq in Orlando, and he was his practice guy. You know, he, he was active. You know, he was active roster, but he was Shaq's backup. And he, he was said, a practice dummy. Yeah, he said sometimes Shaq would just get pissed in practice about whatever. And Mike said it was scary. Mike would back down and just <laughs> let him do whatever he wanted because it was. There's no one that like. There's. That's a rare human right there. But he'd probably be terrible at football. That's the thing. He's too big. Too okay, tall. I got a I got a great Shaq story about a minute. You want to hear it? I yeah, I got nothing else going on right now. Let's hear it. Okay, okay great. So Shaq went to LSU. He's from Texas. That's where he went to high school. And then he went to LSU. I live forty five minutes from LSU's campus. So there was a couple of there was a guy not far from my hometown who played on that team. And Shaq spent many, many a day and weekend in, in my area, the Lafayette area, Bro Bridge area. So Shaq was a common occurrence. You would see him all the time. Well, about two years ago, and he still comes back. So two years ago, I live on a main highway. I'm cut it, cutting my grass, and a car pulls in uh, at, right at the edge of the road. Well, this guy gets out, the driver's side, normal guy, I recognize him. And he's a cop in Lafayette. Well, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is a deputy, a deputy uh, sheriff in many, many cities and things like that. He loves the uh, law enforcement. Well, the passenger's door opens and Shaquille O'Neal gets out. 
and I had met him a few times. And he what were you doing out. though? What were you doing at that moment? I your, was it, on my zero turn X mark, cutting the grass, just kicking butt, just getting after it. And it's you know July, <laughs> so it's like oh. it's re- really beautiful now. So no. I get out and I just started laughing to myself. Because here's Shaquille O'Neal. So I go and we talk for about 10 minutes at the road. Well, like I said, I live off of a highway. So it's not like it's one car every five minutes. I mean, it is constant vehicles. Well, Shaq is standing there on the edge of a truck. We're all, we're just talking. The cars were slamming their brake. And like, because <laughs> it's just, he's not, it's not real. You know who it is. Yep. And like they would roll down the window and you'd hear him shack and he just waved to everybody. And there was wreck almost wrecks constantly in front of my house because Shaquille O'Neal is just visiting uh, on a, you know, summer afternoon uh, in July, a couple of years ago. And I'm on my lawnmower and it's just, it's the most comical thing in the world. That's anyway, all. You, that's you didn't even invite story. him in. You could have invited him in. Jeez, Jake. And the, that, how bad was he sweating in July, Louisiana, midday heat? Well, he, he had on a nice tea. He had on some. Uh, uh, it was a long, big T-shirt. Uh, I think it was a ten X. <laughs> a giant T-shirt. And, and he had on a, like a welder's cap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you ever seen a welder's cap, but he had that on, and he just <laughs> he just shagged. That's why he's. I mean, and no pants. Like he didn't shag? have any pants on. Well, he had on some jeans, (laughs) and I think they were capris because they were, you know, mid-shin. Yeah, but it was uh, was pretty comical watching the You're such a well-known – Jake, you know you're famous and a likable person when Shaquille O'Neal drops by. Way to go, Jake. Well, well, listen, Jordan, this is Brobridge, Louisiana. It's not like, you know – and you know. Yeah, but it's still Shaq. It's still Shaq. Like an international. Yeah, right. Hey, Jake, why did what took you so long mowing the lawn? Carrie says, "Oh, Shaq yeah, stopped well, by." Was, oh yeah, tell him I said that. <laughs> yeah, I was visiting with Shaq. We were going. We were going. Over some, uh, yeah, uh, some drills. Anyways. Oh gosh, that's a great story. Uh, I got to tell you, sitting at home watching the game last weekend, I was excited that uh, the Panthers won. Give me your thoughts on the Titans game because I, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a great game. I thought we were better than them going in because the two games they had won, San Diego, they beat them, and San Diego really should have won the game. And then they beat Tampa, and two of their touchdown drives, one was from five yards away and one from six yards. So, But I was anticipating them trying to run Derrick Henry right down our throat. And Much like the first touches. drive of the second half. Yes. To like in the, and so I was floored because I thought we were sloppy early on. Mm-hmm. And then we all of a sudden we get we get some momentum. We have that 90, uh, 90 yard drive. And then the second half, they go right down our throat. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, to myself. All right. They're go- They're going to run it because they just ran it right at us. And then I said, we can, the last thing we can do is go three and out. Well, sure enough, here we go. One, two, three. We have to punt. Boom. Riverboat Ron. Fake punt. Colin Jones. Uh, looks like Christian McCaffrey moving the pile. Get a first No, down. he did. He, he looked like him moving the pile, but the, the, he would have gone for 25 yards had he gone outside the reach block of his wing, Jake. I was, so, I was yelling at the TV. Oh, no. No. 
because he went and met all the resistance. Gosh, why don't you? It was too- why don't you? Why don't you tell Colin Jones that? I mean, I will the tell last him. Time you, I'll see him tomorrow, you, you, and I'm you, gonna. You ran with you. You ran with a football. I'd like to have footage of pass that. one time, Jake, in the last play of the game. Do you remember that? Was it? It was in thirteen or oh three, last play of the game. We were doing the throwback. Remember Donley? Remember Donley got it at one point, and he got stuck in the chest. And yes, <laughs> as he was that getting was tackled, it. he flipped the ball back to you, I believe, and then he just d- laid dead on the field because <laughs> he got his chest <laughs> broken. In you threw me a cross field pass. I did. I, I touched it, it twice someone, in that drive. The observer had a picture of me, Jake, ball high and tight. <laughs> One chin strap undone, and I'm cutting back in for open. It's like the greatest picture of my career. It was at the end of the game when we were going to lose. But I caught the pass. Sure, I couldn't believe it. I'm sure we put the fear in the awesome. Philadelphia Eagles that day. I'm sure we did. <laughs> the other way around. Other way around. <laughs> but now the, the going for it was the – Riverboat Ron, at times, has earned and lost his nickname. Like, it's not been a consistent every year he goes for it. You know what I mean? And it's like when he's feeling the team and doing that, that's when the team has had great runs. 15, you know, my last year in 13, he was doing some more of that stuff. I think okay. I think that was right. so well, well, let's hit on this, something we haven't really talked about a great deal. You have Chase Blackburn and Ben, the two, the two assistant coaches, you know, just off the field. These guys are – they're still wet from playing. And so now, yes. you know, they're coaching. So – you got to give it to Ron for having trust in them because you know all players, Jordan. The ego's through the roof. I can do it. I can do it. And so young coach, hungry coach, they want to put in all these fakes. But I think it's pretty cool, uh, you know, Ron trusting those two guys on a certain look. Hey, they know what they're doing. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to roll with it. No, exactly. And young coaches are like young players. Maybe they don't know what they don't know. So they haven't been burned. Chase hasn't been burned too many times by going for it and having it not work out. So he's, heck, yeah, let's get this. We can get two yards. We can get four yards, whatever we need. But did you did you see what the pan, our, our awesome Panther social media put out? It was like, it was the, I can't remember what the heading was, but they did all these cut-ups of – commentators talking about Christian McCaffrey and there was like Shannon Sharp saying this man cannot be stopped give him the ball and Skip Bayless saying he's an MVP candidate it was all these cut-ups and you thought it was like just another how awesome Christian McCaffrey thing is and then they cut to Colin Jones talking about his run after the game it was outstanding it was outstanding but he's a fan he's a team favorite he's a fan favorite but also okay so we got the win Cam's on IR now so Kyle Allen's the guy. Yeah. Give me I, your thoughts on that situation. And then we were talking before the show about how do you build a team? Like, how important is the quarterback in the eyes of Jake DeLome? Like, is do you have to have an elite? Do you have to, you know, because we're going up against Aaron Rodgers this week. Is that necessary? He doesn't win the Super Bowl every year. Can you have a backup no. guy like Kyle Allen and win a Super Bowl? Have at it, Jake DeLome. Okay. Well, I'd like to think because I was the backup guy. I was the fourth string guy, the third string guy, the backup guy. So this is my thoughts on that. I go back and I go back to, you know, just over time. Uh, But for me, from what I truly, truly remember. So I go back to Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Great defense. Trent Dilfer as the quarterback. 2000. Year 2000. Yeah, not 
not known for a prolific offense whatsoever, but just leader. Guys believed in him, wasn't going to lose the game for him because he knew he had this stud defense, Super Bowl champ, okay? And then they get rid of Trent, and they sign the prettier Elvis Gerbach, you know, the 6'5", 230-pound, big arm, West Coast, you know, came from San Fran. He had the whole West Coast system behind him, and the team went the other direction. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 0-2, great season, great defense. Brad Johnson, same thing. A typical game manager, which I think is one of the ultimate compliments you could ever give a quarterback. That's just my opinion. And right. Super Bowl champ. I just – I think you can win it. I think if your team – if I was starting a team, I'm, I love there we go. the offense and defensive line. I truly believe – You might be team, a GM someday, Jake DeLong. Well, so let's – this I, is good. I'm going to write this down. Look, Jordan, I truly believe offense and defensive line. I, I just think – it is paramount. You have to win up front. You give yourself a chance up front, especially a defensive line. You have a defensive line that can create havoc with four guys and cause pressure. You're going to be in every game, and you're going to keep the, the score close. And then you build up a solid offensive line. I, I just – I truly believe it's it's one up front. Yeah, you hear people say that, but that's that's my belief. Wide receiver, you always want to have a, a, a really good wide receiver, but I truly believe – you can make do with instead of two top 10 guys at wide receiver, you're going to get yourself a stud, but then have two or three kind of, I guess, uh, kind of Swiss Army knife type of guys. I, I just believe that offensive line with that, with, with you can protect, you can win with, with a, you know, a stud wide receiver, but just, just a couple of kind of pieces to help. But I believe you win up front. I truly believe that a ball hawking safety would be one that I love. And they're hard, hard to come by. Earl Thomas is one who I really, really like who's playing right now. We all go back to the Ed Reed. We go back to the Troy Palomalu, uh, who I visited with last Friday night at in Lafayette. He came down for Ike Taylor being inducted into the UL Hall of Fame. So pretty interesting uh, seeing Troy there last Friday evening. But anyway, I just think you get something like that on the back end. That's how you build your team. I think you build it from inside out. And I think you can – can you get a generational-type quarterback, uh, you know, first overall picks in the Cam Newton, the Andrew Lux, those guys like that? Yes, those are great. They, they do help you win. But I think you can win a, win a big game, win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that does not have to be a number one overall pick. I try, so it sounds I just, like I you're describing – it sounds like you're describing our current roster pretty well. So I like well, to hear that, Jake. I, you know, I think we we have the pieces. We really and truly do. I listen. I think right now, and this is being brutally honest, the NFC it runs through New Orleans and San Francisco. I I, I think they're head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFC right now uh, because they're just both sides of the ball. There's not many weaknesses. Well, that's we'll my, see. That's my I, two I, cents. I, I can't disagree agree with you right now and the, and my favorite thing about our Panthers roster right now is the incredible depth on our D-line and we lead the league in sacks and we don't have anybody I saw a stat that pro football focus say what you want about them release their mid-season top 25 pass rushers grade wise we don't have anybody in the top 25 but we lead the league in sacks so as well, an offensive lineman I'd rather have one guy that we had to highlight and say we're stopping than a whole bunch of guys that get to the quarterback 
as a unit. And that's what the Panthers have. And I think it's a beautiful thing, but all right, Panthers. Now we're going to green Bay. I'm calling the game. I'm super excited. Don't tell anybody, but the Packers were my favorite team as a kid. I got to know Jerry Kramer, uh, hall yes. of fame guard Lombardi era. Cause he lives in Idaho. He's from Idaho. Got to know him growing up. So I just idolized the Packers. So I am, Obviously a Panther now, but Lambeau Field is a special place, Jake. We played some great games up there. Tell me tell me your thoughts on you know the, the history of the place, what it means to you. Okay, that's that's that was my next point. I truly believe that is one of the most beautiful settings in pro football. You're driving up and and it's like a little town and it's just neat, tidy houses. You know, small houses, nice yards. And then next thing you know, here's Lambeau Field in the middle of a little town. And they're so welcoming. They welcome you in their yards. They park. They're not telling you your number you gotta one. You got to pay. Number. You got to pay, though. You have to you pay, pay. But, yeah, but they're but not listen, that they're, nice. Yeah, but they're not telling you your number one with the middle finger like most places are. <laughs> I mean, they, really and truly, they're waving at you and things like that. You drive up, you get there, and just the history behind it. There's just something about playing there. And it, the locker rooms, they're old, and the long walk. You know how you have to walk down the like the little corridor, go down some steps, and then the, the little tunnel out to the field? I don't know. It's just something about it. I just It just bring, brings history. And we had some success playing there. And it's just, gosh, I think it's so great. Now, I know first-time guys going to Green Bay – they truly don't understand it until you play there. I, that's my thoughts. I don't know if you felt the same way. No, I totally. And I told you already that I'm a fan of that organization and the history they've had. And exactly right. I, it feels like a throwback to an earlier time in the NFL. Number one, because as you said, the size of the city, the size of the town. I'm not going to call it the city. The size of the town. Up until this year, the visiting team always had to stay in Appleton because there was only from my understanding, one hotel with facilities to accommodate an NFL team. Now that now we're up, we're upscaling though, Jake, we're moving up. Now we're staying in green Bay, but you go through the, and the, and the homes surrounding the field are like 1950s and sixties era, single level, like ranch homes and the, and the fans tailgate like crazy, but there's no nastiness to it. It feels like you're playing football and Lombardi could still be there. So I'm looking forward to it. And we're we're I'm thinking about doing something daring. We're four miles or so, five miles from the stadium. You ready for this? I'm thinking about walking to the game. What do you what think about is that? The Just to breathe I, it in. Just to breathe it in. Well, one, I think that's I look, I, I am jealous that I'm not doing it this weekend. I'll be very honest. I'm very jealous of you. But two, what is the weather? Not the forecast? first time you've been jealous of me, you know. Um, the weather forecast they're they're preparing for snowy weather, but I don't think it's coming myself. It's going to be right around freezing though at kickoff. Okay, so thirty-two. But I'm I'm custom, you know. I'm in Idaho, so I'm used to this weather. But I think I'm going to walk there, breathe it all in, just and then call a game like I never have before. Panthers beat the Packers. And now we're in the talks of top of the NFC, Jake, and and that's that's my prediction. I think I the Packers right. are still. I think they're still going to be licking their wounds from the thumping they got out on the West Coast. So I know we had more. I know we had more we want to talk about, but it's our we're, our length is up, Jake. We're a twenty minute and under podcast, and we're over the limits this time. Yeah, I guess so I just, we'll have to just 
just got rambling, I guess. You're talking about Shaquille. We talked O'Neal. about Shaq too much, which made me laugh and smile. And the dog that's at my feet was enjoying our conversation as well. So I'm going to call this yeah. one. You enjoy it, Jake. I love your Shaq stories, man. I hope you have a good weekend off and uh, you're back up next week. I am looking forward to it. Nothing like Lambeau Field. I think I might even maybe cook up some brats while I'm watching the game. Ooh, yeah, right. And not not uh, crawfish boil because that's only on Easter Sunday, as we've already established. So uh, that would be good Friday. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, good Friday. <laughs> All right, Jake Delum. See you, brother. Yeah. Good luck.